Welcome to the Manage My Wedding podcast, where we believe your wedding is the most important time in your life and you deserve to feel supported and organised when planning the wedding of your dreams. I'm your host, Yvette Sitters. Hello, thank you for joining me on episode eight of the Manage My Wedding podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Manage My Wedding app, the app for the organized wedding for those who want to stay stress-free and feel on top of their planning. The Manage My Wedding app will break down your budget and payments, track your guest RSVPs, give you a wedding timeline template, and most importantly, help you stay on track with a very detailed to-do list, which covers even the smallest tasks you would not have thought of until it was too late. Available to download for free at www.managemywedding.com. If this is the first time you're joining the Manage My Wedding podcast and you are just starting out with your planning, then I highly recommend you go back to the beginning so you know where to start with your planning and what is most important to tick off your to-do list first. But let's now get into today's episode and talk about how to seek guests at your wedding. A task that can take you many hours and many conversations and it can often be the hardest task after putting together the guest list because that's definitely the hardest task first and I'd I'd have to say that this one probably comes in really close to it because it can be very, very difficult. So I'm going to go through the process and step it out for you so you can follow my guide to make it easier. Um, But don't start until you have all your RSVPs back, unless there's only one or two people and you know where you can seat them if they can come. But you can track also in the Manage My Wedding app under the Guests tab, you can track all the RSVPs so you'll know who hasn't responded yet. So firstly, you need to know how many tables actually fit into the space that you have for the wedding and then also how many guests can seat on each table. So if you've booked a venue, they will need to tell you this and they should also give you a floor plan that shows where the tables are actually located in the room so that you can plan which groups sit near the bridal table. And if you are setting the space yourself and with your own tables, then ask the hire company the measurements of the tables and then work out how they how actually fit amongst the room and the space that you've got and if you're really really unsure once you know the measurements of the actual tables you then need to leave 1.5 meters or 60 inches whichever numbers you like to use between each table because that then gives enough space for people to push their chairs out and to walk in between each tables and also for you know your waiters and waitresses to, to bring stuff to the table as well and then Once you have the floor plan from the venue or you have completed it yourself, as I just talked about, then you need to number the tables from one onwards in order of priority. So this is how you actually want the meals to be served, but also just who's the most important. The guests never know that. They've just got a table number. So table one you know, is the most important table and they're usually the table that is closest to your bridal table or wherever you're sitting if you don't have a bridal table. 
And then you should always tell the caterers that you want them to serve the guests their meals starting at table one and through to however many tables there are. So you've numbered the tables. Then you need to decide which tables are actually the family tables. And once you know which ones those are, and you'll then know how many seats are at each of those tables because some venues might, you might just have round tables and some, all those tables might have 10 seats, but then there's some tables that have eight or then there's uh, a wedding like my own where I actually had long tables and round and square and it looks really, really cool. So we had a mix of tables. So you need to know how many exactly can fit on the tables that you've picked for the family tables um, and then you can actually ask your parents on both sides of the family and if it's split families and there's four families, however many you pe- parents you need to go to and you can go to them with all the names that are in their family and how many tables they've got with how many seats on it and you can actually tell them to decide who goes on each table. I did that with, um, with my parents and my husband did that with his parents and that just made it so much easier for us because they came back and it was that those family tables were then done. And then you can even go further to ask them who they want to have sit beside who on that table. So they don't just give you the names, they tell you exactly who's sitting beside who. Or if you aren't, aren't happy with that at all and you, there's no way you want to talk to families about it, then you can do it yourself. But it just will save you time if you can get them to do it and if you trust them to do it. And if some family then after you do that don't actually fit on all the tables that you've got, then you can put those few people that are left over with, with the family friends that may have come along or any extras that you might have at the end. Or sometimes I would suggest putting them with, your besties parents so I know that I had my maid of honor's parents at the wedding and I sat them with some of my family because that's it just worked really well with the tables and it's nicer when they know them because they knew that that was my best parent best best friend's parents so and she they knew that it was my family so that just makes it nicer for them on the night And I just mentioned how it's nicer when they know them. uh, I often hear people talking about, and I see this actually posted in a lot of wedding forums and groups on Facebook. People talk about, should I mix the tables up with people they don't know so they can meet new people and get along and da-da-da. Oh, It's a personal opinion and I'm sorry if you don't agree, but I think it's horrible to go to a wedding and to sit next to somebody that you don't know and your mates are on another table or your family's on another table. Fair enough, you're not sometimes going to go to a wedding where you're not going to know anyone. That's understandable. But if if guests know each other, then I think it's absolutely better to sit them together it changes everything at a wedding. It changes the atmosphere. It changes how much fun they have, how much they drink, everything. 
and you, you want your guests to come and have the best night and you want them to talk about your wedding forever. So let them sit next to the people that they know. I think that's really, really important to mention that. Uh, the next group of people I'd probably talk about after family is probably your closest friends. Do those, those friends next. And then after those friends, do those next lot of friends. So the ones that are there, but you're probably not as close to. And you can often sometimes mingle these people up because usually they kind of know each other, they're acquaintances. Or if you've got some tables that have two spare seats, you can put maybe partners of the bridal party on some of those seats. So start with the family first, get those tables done, and then really good family friends can fill some gaps if you need them. Then move on to your bestest friends tables and then the other friends. And then the last group I think that you you look at are the work colleagues. So there's usually some people there that are work colleagues or ex-work colleagues or ex-uni friends or ex-sports mates or people you play sports with or go to the gym with. What You know those kind of odds and ends people? I don't like to really categorise them like that, but that's just the best way that I can say it right now. And I would do them last and put them all on a table together. So they're the, the last that I would kind of do. Now, and any leftover people as well, you're probably going to have to pop on those tables at the end as well. So now you might know who is sitting at which table, but then you need to decide who they sit beside at that table. And it's really hard for me to actually describe for you how to do that and how to number people one through to 10 or however many fit in the table. But I did actually do an IGTV on this. So if you head to our Instagram at Manage My Wedding, you can go to the very first IGTV that I ever did. And it's called, um, I think it's called DIY Seating Plan. But anyway, if you head to, to the, the first IGTV I did, you'll, you'll see it there. And I go through on that IGTV exactly how you decide who sits where and how you number them so that the people that you want at that table to look at you on the bridal table will get priority and then how you can decide who has their back to you. Some people could not be bothered going into all this detail, but if you want to do that, you can, and you can watch that on the IGTV. And that is much easier than me trying to explain on this, on this episode because it will just confuse you. So I suggest you go there if you'd really like some help with deciding who sits where on the table. And there's another thing I'd like to talk about in this, and that's the topic of family and friend rifts that you might have. Yes. We are all human and people do have blues and do stop talking to each other and unfortunately don't make amends sometimes. And that can be hard when you're trying to do a seating plan because you can feel worried about the drama that might occur on the night or you might be worried about people feeling uncomfortable um, or people causing a scene. But I would, I would say... Don't be too concerned about where you place those people in the room as such, unless you want them really far away from you, then put them far away from you. But don't be too concerned about where they sit. 
but you just really need to know how to ensure that they have their backs to each other. And you can do that by numbering guests and deciding who sits beside who and who puts their back to who. And the way you can do that is by going onto that IGTV to see how I talk about how to do that. Um, and then you can also make a note of it to mention to the venue as well. Look, this person, this person, a few issues there. Please, please, please make sure they're not facing each other. So you can always do that too. If family and friends um, riffs means that you can't actually seat people easily with people they know, then just put them with your partner's family or friends. So mix them up. You know, you can always put your auntie and uncles with your future husband or wife's aunties and uncles. And you can have a, a mixed cousins tables. And I, I did that at my wedding, actually. I have a huge family. Both sides of my family are massive. My mum and my dad's families are huge. And my parents are still together. And all my cousins on both sides of the family, they actually all know each other because they've known each other for such a long time. So I had a cousins table and I put all the young cousins on one table so they could all party and have a really good time together. So you can always do that and then at least they know the person. And if they've got something in common with them, like how they're related to you or, you know, how they know you, then it can help break the ice at the table and it can help just help the conversation start and flow much more easier for the night. But if you're feeling, after I've suggested all of this, if you're feeling completely stressed about it, and it's all too much, then just have a cocktail party. Honestly, if you just think this is going to be too hard, have a cocktail party. You don't have to seat anyone or have free seating and let the guests work it out themselves. He, lots of people have free seating these days. I do try and avoid the advice sometimes of saying that because it can sometimes take people ages to decide where they're going to sit or they're just hesitant to be the first to sit down or they're panicking about who they're going to sit next to. But if you do do it and just allow probably 10 more minutes for guests to be seated than normally is allowed on the timeline because that'll just give them a bit of extra time to, you know, find their place and where they're going to sit. And then if you want free seating but you're worried about the parents' table then just have two VIP tables for parents or family or two or four, however many you need and have VIP reserved on those tables and tell those people that are sitting on those tables that they're on to sit on the VIP reserved tables and then just do the rest of the wedding um, uh, free seating. So it, you, can, you can really make this work to whatever way you want to make it work, whatever's going to be easier for you and whatever's going to be easier on the night as well. But do remember when you're also doing the seating plan that people are only sitting to eat their meal and listen to speeches. That is the only time in the night that they're actually usually going to sit down. The rest of the night they're mingling, they're dancing, and it's not your problem of the night who has issues with who. So keep your nose out of it. Just focus on having fun. I remember at my wedding, and, and I didn't have a clue that any of this was happening on the night, but there were a couple of, a couple of dramas going on. Um, there was two friends bickering and they, they had never met before, but, you know, two men on the drink bickering, uh, having a bit of a blue. 
And then, you know, there was a little bit of drama in one of the families because someone was too drunk. But I, I had no idea that any of this was going on at our wedding. And either did my husband. And we didn't even know until we got back from our honeymoon and other people told us. But by then, I didn't care because the night was over and nor did anyone else. And then most people had forgotten. So just just stay away from the drama, enjoy your night and don't worry about it because it's, it's not your problem on the night. Your problem is to have fun and be with your partner. So just keep remembering that. So I really hope you got something out of this. If you want to ask me anything or have any advice on this topic, because it can be a tricky one, please feel free to join me on Instagram at manage my wedding and send me a message. I'm always happy to help with anything. It doesn't even actually have to be on this topic. It can be any topic. I love it when people DM me and ask me some questions or something they really want to know the answer to. Remember for those who have downloaded our free app, what I said earlier, you can track all the RSVPs within the app. You can track the dietary requirements and you can also pop the table numbers beside their names so you know who's having what and then you can um, export that and give it to your venue and then they know exactly what table that the guests are seated on to take that special meal to them too. So thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please click subscribe so you can catch the upcoming episodes. And if you have a spare minute, I'd be grateful if you could leave us a review. But until next time, enjoy being engaged and staying organized and stress-free while planning the wedding of your dreams.